Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's another Victory Monday, kiddies. And the week two Bear Up, Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is all the way back, two weeks deep now. And you might not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And it was a very interesting afternoon in Soldier Field today. Um... I, I don't think that I've missed fans in the stands more than I did today. I mean, it's just been weird watching football being played with, you know, little to no crowds uh, up to this point in uh, in college and in some of the uh, pro games uh, thus far. But, uh, I mean, with the way that we started this game today uh, for the Bears, uh, the Soldier Field crowd would have been all over it, you know, just all over it supporting the team pumping them up and then i know that their 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 energy and their enthusiasm especially with the way the game started off would have been a factor uh in the game so this was really the first time that i missed seeing fans uh in the stands uh in this uh young covid uh season that we've got so hopefully at some point we can get some fans in there or you know we'll get that miracle vaccine we've all been waiting for and we can return to normal and we can pack soldier field to the rafters once again but uh, anyway we came away with a victory the second half was not pretty but we held on and uh so let's see who made the bear up bear down list who's been naughty and who's been nice uh let's uh, let's talk about bear up and bear down for week number two it's on the bears talk underground so let's get to it It wasn't pretty, but we'll take it. Uh, I think that I would classify this as our first yeah, but victory of uh, 2020. Uh, I I think that, you know, if you want to split hairs, maybe last week's win over Detroit could be a yeah, but win. But uh, I think that the fourth quarter heroics kind of cancel that out. Like we didn't play well for the first three, and then we came with the thunder in the fourth quarter and, uh, you know, erased the mistakes and came up with the win. This time, it was the other way around. We're the ones that got off to the fast start. We're the ones that had a lead to protect, and we nearly blew it. We hang on. It was kind of a mirror image of our matchup with the Lions, or excuse me, with the um, Giants last year. Pretty much the same same uh, circumstances. 17, uh, you know, two, two touchdown lead or two score lead. 
going into the fourth quarter. We've got this lead to protect, and the next thing you know, the Giants score a touchdown, and it's a ball game all of a sudden, giving a team uh, you know, giving a team that's not playing well hope at the end of a ball game is a very, very dangerous thing, and it almost cost the Bears their home opener and their second straight win uh, to start this young uh, season. So it makes me scared as hell about playing the Falcons next week because the Falcons had a big lead against the uh, Cowboys and ended up blowing it, making some big mistakes uh, at the end of the game, and they're in an 0-2 hold. And there's nothing worse than, uh, you know, tr- cornering a, uh, you know, a, a wounded animal. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not liking, um, I'm at, at, at first, I'm not liking our chances against Atlanta. Maybe I'll feel differently when we talk to our, our armchair uh, Falcons uh, counter, counterpoints uh, uh, early, later this week. But, um, you know, we'll have to wait and see uh, on that one. So it's, uh, it's going to be uh, interesting. To, to see how that one uh how that one turns out and how those guys are feeling after you know going up 20 to nothing to start and then losing the game 40 to 39 but um you know we held on to the win it's a yeah but victory you know because i th- we had this thing by the balls and and almost let it slip away and um but we held on it's a victory monday uh, and as i've been saying on twitter lately hashtag wins taste better they absolutely do and this would have been a nasty taste and loss uh if uh, we would have given this one away to the giants but thankfully the football gods saw differently and let the beloved chicago bears come away with their second win to start uh 2020 so um so let's go ahead and dive uh into the awards a lot of bear ups you wouldn't think so but uh when i was kind of going over it i i just kind of you know like yep 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 kind of across the board here uh, with the list and then uh, for the first time in 2020 we're going to name a uh, MVB a most valuable bear you know player of the game essentially um, but uh, let's things are start things off with our bear ups uh, duh, let's let's just you know Mitch Trubisky got to give a bear up to uh, to Mitch who was a lock for most valuable bear going into the half uh, today and then I don't know what happened in the second half um, I don't know if it was Nagy trying to get conservative and, you know, protect the win, playing not to lose, which you guys know how I feel about playing not to lose. I mean, nothing makes me more nuts than, you know, watching a team not lose. We watched Lovey do it. Uh, we watched John Fox do it. And with very, very low levels of success in playing that way, you know, you see teams like the you know the patriots year in and year out these guys don't protect leads they go out and try to win the football game you know they're constantly trying to win the game even if they're actually winning the game they're doing what they can to secure a victory as opposed to playing not to lose you know running running the football and you know playing prevent defense and things like that teams like the patriots and like the chiefs and and the ravens and stuff like that constantly on the attack constantly trying to win the football game even when it's at hand you don't see those guys pulling up and and playing not to lose until it's like okay we're up three touchdowns with three minutes to go let's run the ball and drain some clock and uh get out of here not you know the entire second half uh and and trying to get conservative and 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 things like that it's just but um you know so in the second half 
Uh, Mitch had some interceptions, um, one of which was definitely not his fault. Uh, Allen Robinson lost a jump ball uh, situation. He kind of just let the guy rip it out of his hands. And um, the first one earlier that led to the first um, Giants field goal, it's, you know, I went back and I looked at it. I looked at the highlights and um, Lauren Cox, our good friend from Locked On Bears, uh, put out a tweet saying that uh, he thought the throw was late. And when I went back and looked at the highlight, it was late because a linebacker dropped, I think, where I dropped right where I think Mitch wanted to throw the ball initially. Like, I think he wanted to throw it the second that Robinson came out of his break, maybe even a little bit sooner. And there was a linebacker that just dropped right into that zone. So Mitch waited another beat for him to clear the linebacker. And by then, the corner had help. The ball gets knocked into the air, picked off, go back the other way for the for the Giants. So I guess when you kind of break it all down in that way, it could be on Mitch. But, uh, yeah, why not? You know, it's he wasn't perfect. But, again, he won more than he lost, definitely in the first half. 13 of 18, a buck 60, two touchdowns. But he only finished with 190 yards passing, and he also only attempted 10 passes in the second half. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that the, the Giants were hanging on to the football for most of the second half. But, uh, you know, he was 5 for 10 uh, in the second half for two picks and no touchdowns. Uh, like I said, that second pick was not his fault, but... Uh, the first one, I think you kind of put on him. Um, not a bad throw, but I, I think it was, uh, you know, he made the right read. He didn't throw it initially. He probably would have thrown it right into the hands uh, of the linebacker. But waiting that extra beat, I think maybe, hindsight being twenty twenty, he should have gone somewhere else with the ball. Because uh, when, when that linebacker dropped into the spot, that should have been his read, not to throw it to Robinson, throw it to somebody else. And uh, it gets deflected, popped in the air, interception, goes back the other way. But overall, um, we got uh, we got the more consistent Mitch today. We got more of fourth quarter Mitch than uh, quarters one through three uh, against Detroit. And that's what I was saying in the previews. If Mitch wants to keep his job, he has to win more than he loses. Today, he won more than he lost. He had some big losses with those interceptions, but more than more times than not, he made the uh, he made the decision. He made the throw. He won more than he lost, and that's really all we need Mitch to do. We don't need him to be Pat Mahomes. We don't need him uh, to be Lamar Jackson or, or anything like that. We need Mitch to be Mitch, but the best version of him. And the best version of Mitch is the one that wins more than he loses. And today he did that. So bear up to Mitch. Uh, you know the first half was was everything that we needed to win the game. All seventeen points, we held on. Uh, bear up to Darnell Mooney the rookie does it again three catches on three targets and he was also you know for being the smallest guy on the field he's not afraid to, st to stick his helmet in there and get some blocking done I mean there was a run that um, uh, David Montgomery made in the fourth quarter Mooney was the motion man and when they snapped the ball he like runs between the guard and the tackle it's like are you nuts why would you make him do that but instead, he goes in there, he gets in front of a, a, a second-level player, and it's a 10-yard run uh, for Montgomery. It's like, wow, the Bears have a lot of trust in, in Mooney if they're going to put that little guy in that space with all the – with you know, literally everyone in the field is bigger than him, and especially in that space on the field, twice as big uh, as him. And they, he stuck his head in there, 
got somebody's attention and uh, was able to get Montgomery into the second level. So, and he got his first touchdown uh, as a pro to seal off to uh, to cap off the uh, the first half. So a nice touchdown catch uh, from Mitch uh, to end the first half. So bear up to Darnell Mooney, two for two so far in his young career. Uh, bear up to David Montgomery. Kind of had a shaky start in the beginning. I think for, at one point he was like 14 carries for 48 yards, so just barely three yards a carry. But the last time the Bears held the ball, he had like 60 yards rushing or something like that, including like uh, first and 25, he got 23 yards uh, on that play. I mean, he, he, ran, he ran real hard today, and he stuck with it and read his blocks, and he, I think he finished up with 82. So he fin- had more yards today than he did last week against uh, Detroit when he had 64. So, uh, and I just know one of these days he's going to break one. He's going to break a huge one like he did last year against the Chargers, but he's going to finish in the end zone. Uh, bear up to Eddie Jackson, leading tackler today. Uh, made a lot of good uh, stops uh, today and um, was absolutely robbed of a touchdown that would have sealed the game. That would have ended it. We would have been up 24 to 13. And, you know, it would have been a, a, a hill that the Giants wouldn't have been able to climb. Uh, a bogus pass interference call uh, on him in the fourth quarter where he gets he gets there. He gets there early, but it's clear. It is clear he's going after the ball. And when the ball is in the air, when the ball is in the air, the defensive player has as much a right to it as the offensive player does. And yes, Eddie Jackson got there early and he did bump into Evan Ingram, but he didn't do it to keep Evan Ingram from catching the ball. He did it so that he could catch the ball. He was going for the ball, not the defender. And if you guys remember a couple of years ago, the exact same thing happened in Buffalo. Kyle Fuller goes crashing into uh, a, a receiver for the Bills, gets there before the ball does, but the referee didn't call the didn't call the penalty because it was clear Kyle Fuller was going for the ball. He wasn't trying to keep the defender from catching it, you know, as some defenders do from time to time. He was going for the football, and it was a ball that that Fuller deflected up into the air. L- Leonard Floyd of all people catches the football, runs it in for a touchdown. It was the exact same thing that happened there uh, with Eddie Jackson, except Eddie Jackson uh, caught his own deflection and ran it all the way in for a touchdown. It would have been a back-breaking touchdown that would have put the game on ice for sure uh, for the Bears, but instead the the referee uh, threw the flag. And uh, Eddie Jackson went on Twitter and said that the referee actually said, actually apologized to Eddie. He said, uh, to to quote Eddie's uh, tweet, it said, the referee actually said, my bad, after the play. So the referee knew he screwed up. But, you know, instead of picking up the flag and saying it wasn't a penalty, he just let it ride. So who do we talk to about that? Because that would have ended the game. That would have been it. It would have been about five minutes to go. We're up 24 to 13. It's a two-score game. You know, five minutes is still a lot of time, but I don't think the Giants had it in them to, uh, to do it. So there you have it. But nonetheless, Eddie Jackson, our leading tackler, uh, and, and made the play that should have sealed the game if not for a bad call uh, from the officials. Uh, bear up to Deion Bush, had an interception uh, today. Um, and, you know, God bless him. He's, he's, uh, he's progressing into somebody that was mostly a special teams player, mostly a guy that only saw the field 
in reserve uh, opportunities and everything, but he's earned his way onto the field this year. I mean, I, I hear that uh, he was in heavy contention to be the starter instead of Tayshawn Gibson, um, but it looks like they're splitting time uh, on the field, or maybe when they go into a dime package, Deion Bush is the first guy uh, off the bench. So, uh, But bear up to Deion Bush for getting the interception. Bear up Robert Quinn. Third play on the field as a bear, strip sack on uh, Daniel Jones, and uh, that set up the uh, field goal that put the Bears up 10-0 uh, in the first quarter. And uh, bear up to Khalil Mack, recovered that fumble from Robert Quinn, had a sack later on uh, in the game uh, as well. Bear up to our corners, Fuller and Johnson. Those guys are, are playing well uh, right now. Just loving everything I'm seeing from the rookie Jalen Johnson and uh, Kyle Fuller. You know, after a rocky, rocky, rocky start to his career, has been a solid, solid player, uh, a stud uh, for the Bears, a, a worthy Pro Bowl uh, player. So there's your Bear Up list. Bear Downs. Hey, here we go. Bear down to Matt Nagy because you know how much I hate playing not to lose, and I think that's pretty much the mode the Bears were in in the second half. And I don't know if um, – if it had anything to do with the rash of injuries that we saw not only in this game but league-wide this week. I mean, the the injuries that I was expecting to see last week in week one showed up today. We have, you know, we've I think the 49ers lost like four guys today in their game against the Jets, the Packers. I don't know how long Devontae Adams is going to be out with his hamstring injury. Hell, we thought we lost David Montgomery. Uh, today he goes in for a run to the inside and um, while he's trying to like jump over a defender he kind of gets spiked head first into the ground and and left the game in the first half um, with a with a neck injury but he finished the game uh, in the second half so it was kind of a bullet we ended up dodging there but uh, didn't look good and when you have to go into the blue tent (laughs) the situation is not uh, optimal but, um, you know, Saquon Barkley went down uh, in this game. Uh, there was another receiver for the Giants that, that went down, I think, with like a, a turf toe type uh, injury uh, as well. So I don't know if, if Nagy was get, went, got gun shy because of the injury. So we're just going to be, uh, you know, conservative. We're going to just try to run this thing out. I mean, it was a, it was a sound strategy going into the second half because – we absolutely dominated the first half as far as time of possession, hanging on to the football, getting the ball back in our offense's hands. But, you know, it just seemed like Nagy kind of stuck with that philosophy even when it appeared that the Giants were game uh, in the second half. So, you know, especially in the fourth quarter, that very last drive of the game, you could see the Giants were selling out for the run after um montgomery had gashed him a couple of times there for those he had a 10 a 10 and a 23 yard run uh, on that drive and you basically see 10 guys loaded up in the box and we're still trying to run into it as opposed to you know maybe doing like a rollout or a play action or something to try to take advantage to at the very least to run a play like that to get those guys to back off the line of scrimmage uh, a little bit to give us some room to run instead it was like watching the John Fox offense all over again where we hand the ball to Jordan Howard and have him lower his head into a wall of humanity and maybe he ekes out a yard or two. And, and that's where the Bears' drive stalled and we had to give the ball back to 
uh, the Giants after Santos missed the uh, 50-yarder there at the end of the uh, fourth quarter. So uh, bear down to Nagy. I hate that plan not to lose nonsense. It really pisses me off. Uh, bear down to uh, Allen Robinson. Picked a hell of a week to have one of his worst games as a bear. Uh, nine targets, three catches, and granted, not all of those passes were fantastic. But, um, you know, he did have some good catches in the three that he did have. But uh, one of those targets, well, two of those targets were interceptions. Uh, one of which was uh, the one that I talked about where Mitch probably should have gone somewhere else uh, with the football. The second one was the one that Robinson caught and then had ripped out of his hands uh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, that was just, or the third quarter. Um, that, uh, you know, we can't have, I think it was actually, I think it actually was the fourth quarter, but, um, you know, for, for a guy that scrubbed his social media of anything bears related and, and was basically the focal point of the, of headlines for the bears, uh, this week, picked a hell of a week not to come out and play like the stud that we know he is. So unfortunately, Alan Robinson makes this list, uh, bear down to Chuck Pagano, or whoever's idea it was, I mean, I, maybe they're just nursing these guys. Maybe it was because we had a good lead. I don't know what it was, but I. But today I saw too much James Vauders. I saw too much Barkevius Mingo, and not enough Mac and Quinn on the field together. You know, I know that it's because of no preseason, and uh, also because you know Quinn had that ankle injury. We're trying to ease him back into things but the season has started get rid of the pitch count put our best players on the field put us in the best position uh to succeed and barkevious mingo had a sack today so kudos to him he doesn't make the bear up list for it but you know i just saw too much of vauders and mingo out there together uh today I, you know it's like I'm, I'm not a big fan of this you know like rotating uh the guys especially when the game was still in question uh and we don't have our best players on the field um, you know, to try and getting us the, the football uh, back. So I don't I never heard anything about it, like maybe if Quinn re aggravated the ankle at some point. But he was on the field on the final drive uh, when the Giants were uh, trying to win the game when it was 17 to 13. So whoever's call it was to maybe like put them on a pitch count or to rotate Vauders and, and um, uh, Mingo out there together, bear down to them. It's, it's Pagano's unit, so I'm putting it on him. So bear down to Pagano. Uh, bear down Danny Trevathan. I hate to do it, man, but every time we see a receiver catch the ball across the middle, who's the one chasing him from behind? It's Danny Trevathan. Um, you know, and, and I just uh, I'm, I'm not happy with what I'm seeing from him so far this year. Maybe because he's a little older now that he, you know, it's taken him a little bit to get used to being back into it. Uh, again, I hope that's the case, and Trevathan becomes uh, the beast that we know him uh, to be. But thus far, he's been very unimpressive and a liability out there uh, on the defense uh, for the Bears. So unfortunately, for the second week in a row, Danny Trevathan makes the bear down list. And then finally, he went from the hero to the, uh, to the scapegoat uh, in, in one week's time, bear down to Anthony Miller. Two big drops uh, in this football game. The first one, after the Bears recovered the fumble from Daniel Jones in the first quarter, Mitch throws another dime, very similar to the one that uh, ended up being the game-winning touchdown last week against Detroit, right through Anthony Miller's arms, right through. I mean, he put it perfect. 
where he needed it to be. Anthony Miller drops it. Later in the third quarter, on a third and sixth play, once again, Mitch on the money, lasers the throw in there, and it's like Anthony Miller kind of short-armed it. You know, like he got T-Rex arms all of a sudden, and it, it goes off of his fingers. If he extends his arms, he catches the ball. And, and I kind of, you know, to defend Anthony on that one play in particular, it was really close to the sideline, and I think he was concentrating more on making sure his feet were in but you know while trying to catch the ball and you know not all of the body parts got the the message from the brain uh on that one i think because i think he was more concerned about making sure his feet were in and he didn't get his arms out far enough to catch the football so but nonetheless those were two big ones um that we needed so uh because i think we ended up punting after that third and sixth play and um you know, came obviously came away with no points on what was probably one of our better drives in the second half. And, um, you know, he short-armed the catch and misses the football. We have to give the ball back to the Giants, who then at that point went 95 yards for a touchdown on the ensuing drive. So, um, you know, you got to come up with those uh, catches. And I think he was uh, he had three targets and no catches today. So it's not a good game at all uh, for Anthony Miller especially from being the hero and looking like, all right, year three for Anthony Miller, look at this, the week that he had against the Lions, boom, 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 to, you know, short-arming catches and dropping touchdowns uh, against the Giants a week later. So Anthony Miller needs to figure out who he wants to be this year. Does he want to be the hero from the Lions or does he want to be the GOAT against the uh, the Giants? Uh, so I prefer the, uh, the first one. And uh, so there's our bear up and bear down list. Uh, before we get to our most valuable bear. <coughs> hey, guys, taking a quick break uh, to uh, thank our sponsors One again, once again at Bet Online, The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Bet BetOnline the go, is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures now. Head to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The show is also brought to you by Manscaped. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing you can control, and that is shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat, man. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame the summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, 
a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. And with that information, let's get back to our show. Candidates for most valuable bear this week, I, I narrowed it down to three. Uh, one is Mitch Trubisky, two is Darnell Mooney, and three would be Eddie Jackson. And after some uh, some 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 soul searching and some heavy debate, I'm going to go ahead and give it to the rookie, uh, Darnell Mooney. Um, I know he only had three catches. Uh, I don't think they went for very much, maybe 35, 40 yards, something like that. But he he caught the big touchdown pass, and then the part that I really liked, what I saw out there even though he's the smallest guy on the field. And it's more likely this is why he was a fifth-round draft choice because what I'm seeing from the kid, I'm not seeing fifth-round talent. I think what we have here is fifth-round size. He's like five foot seven. He weighs like 160 pounds, but he's out there putting his, putting his, uh, his helmet into, uh, into linebackers and safeties on the in the running game you know he's out there making blocks helping uh david montgomery turn a three-yard run into an eight-yard run uh and things like that so really liking what i'm seeing from the rookie got his first nfl touchdown today and was the most consistent player that i saw on the field uh today so uh congratulations to darnell mooney his uh first mvb award uh from the bears talk underground so and with that with that is going to do it guys for the Bear Up, Bear Down episode of the Bears Talk Underground for week number two. Come on back tomorrow when we do the full review. We got knee-jerk reactions and uh, breaking it down with a uh, full analysis. Uh, so make sure you don't miss that. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been the Bears Talk Underground. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. 
Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.